You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about your faith and theology, your life and adulting, your finances, your relationships. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Mike Keneally. Happy Friday, everybody. We want to see you end your week strong and begin your weekend even stronger. So one way you can do that is connecting with us with us on every episode, letting your friends know, your family know, your pastors know, whatever you're doing, wherever you're at, whatever you're listening to, we hope that we can just encourage you. So if you want to re- rate, review, subscribe, it's such a gift. let us know how we're doing. Or maybe you have a question because that is one thing that we love to do on this podcast is obviously unpack a question that you are asking that you're up against or that you want some clarity on maybe perhaps, but we're just going to point you to the word of God, no matter what. And today we have uh, a verse of the day, don't we, Josiah? Yes, we do. And, uh, it comes from Isaiah 26, three. You want to read it? And I would love to read it. Here's what Isaiah 26, three says, says you will keep in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Wow. That is an incredible word I think we can lean on. And that's something that we're going to lean into an amazing question today. But even just looking at this verse, I really understand that God is a God of peace. He's not a God of chaos. He's not a God of confusion. And it says, you will keep in perfect peace those minds um, who are steadfast. And as believers, if you're listening, your mind should be steadfast after truth, after the word of God. And when you do that, you can begin to trust him and you will learn how to trust him in any and all situations, circumstances, seasons, whatever that is and looks like. And he will bring you peace. He can bring you rest and he will essentially just reveal his love to you by letting your soul just take a breath. So that's our prayer for you that no matter what you're up against today, that you could just take a breath knowing that you serve the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, but ultimately the Prince of Peace that we want to lean into with this message today. Oh my gosh. And that's actually one of my favorite verses in all of scripture. (laughs) And one of the things that I like to do with that verse specifically, Micah, is pray that over my life Mm, Yeah, and turn that prophecy of Isaiah into just Lord this is a prayer and God, would you keep me in perfect peace? Mm-hmm. Would you help my mind to be steadfast? Would you help me to trust in you in every yeah. and any and all circumstances? And I think that so often it's like my friend, Dr. Ryan was just telling us on another podcast conversation mm-hmm. that he had this moment where he admitted that God trusting in you is the worst. <laughs> and he he felt permission from God to be that raw and real and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And then God corrected him and said, it's not the worst. You think it's the worst because you actually don't trust me. Mm-hmm. When he, when he shared that I could relate because mm-hmm. there's things that I've been worked up about stressed about. And I I'm, I'm reminded of this similar invitation of Jesus. Mm-hmm. That in the sermon on the Mount, he says, come to me mm-hmm. all. His invitation was all, all who were weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest Mm -hmm. for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. this is the invitation of Jesus. What an invitation that Jesus offers to exchange our burdens for his rest, our troubles for his peace. And so our prayer for you is whatever you may be walking through, Mm -hmm. no matter how difficult it is that you'd remember this prayer 
this promise, this verse of the day, the invitation of God, yeah, the promise that he's near and he's with you and he's for you. And it brings us really to Tyler's question. And Tyler sent in a question, which you can, like Micah said on the top of the episode, you can send in your questions. We unpack one of them every Friday. Mm -hmm. These come from you as the listener. So you can fill out a form on www.fyi-podcast.com. You can also send us a DM on Instagram, FYI podcast. You could get a hold of Josiah Keneally or at Micah.Keneally mm-hmm. through DMs on Instagram or Twitter. And Tyler said, Hey guys, what is your take on finding professional counseling to get help with mental health issues such as anger, stress, anxiety, etc.? He says, just meeting um, versus just meeting with one's pastor or deacon on a weekly or monthly basis, is there room for both? Great question. Phenomenal question. So we're leaning into mental health, mental health issues. And essentially there's two parts of the question. Is counseling okay? Mm -hmm. And is meeting with one's pastor okay? Is there room for both? And I just Mm want to say this, that unfortunately there's been a little bit of a stigma and silence sometimes in the church or in the faith community when it comes to anxiety, depression, mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. And first of all, we're really sorry for that. And uh, it's really unfortunate. And I think that it's kind of like this, when we are uncomfortable, sometimes we shrink back or lean out of the conversation and we remain silent Mm -hmm. when instead we should really lean in. And I get a picture of what this looks like by studying lions L-I-O-N-S. Yeah, lions. lions. Like no. the like the jungle book or like the, the animal. The animal, the, the National Geographic. And the thing about there's there's differences in lions, but they hunt in packs. And mm-hmm. the male lion is known for sleeping and appears to be lazy. But when the lion let, lets out that loud roar, mm-hmm. it can be heard for loud decibels for what, miles away? Mm-hmm. Up to, I think, five miles away. You can hear a lion's roar. And I'd be curious if the listener, especially on YouTube, if you've ever heard a lion roar. Yes. Because it is deafening. Yes, it is. It is a, you've heard a lion roar? I was at the Chicago Zoo and they had it caged in. It was actually like cement floors. It was even inside. It was crazy. Like I've been in live concerts. I've been in stadiums where there are football games going on. I've been in those places. But literally when you're 10 feet away from a lion that does that, it will scare the living daylights out of you in probably the best of possible because we serve God is known as the lion, right. the king of Judah, right? Right. <laughs> and here's where I'm going with this, with the male lions, they hunt in packs. The male will let out this terrifying roar, which will send a gazelle or the prey running where? Away from the roar, mm-hmm. which the female lion does more of the hunting. And she then goes away from the roar. Mm-hmm captures the gazelle, captures the prey. And I think that my encouragement for us and even the existence of FYI podcast, it's not always comfortable to have conversations, Mm -hmm. but we want to create a space around our table Mm -hmm. in our living room, in our life, on our podcast that just says, no question is off limits because if Jesus isn't scared of your questions, then neither should we. Right. So this is an invitation where this question is welcome and wanted mm-hmm. other tough and challenging topics. And, and really we're going to lean into the conversation instead of to check out or remain silent. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think with this question, I think sometimes when we are struggling with some of those elements of mental health or maybe just anger or anxiety or whatever, I think it's, it's natural, right? We want to lean out because we are, we're scared. We're afraid. We don't want to feel like we're the only one with this question or walking through something. And instead of leaning out, which the enemy wants you to do, he wants you to lean out because just like that gazelle, like Josiah said, like the enemy is going to try to pick you off. The moment you lean out of a pack, he's going to pick you off. But if you lean into your community, you lean into the word of God, you lean into the, the church world and you lean into those things, even though they can hurt you on some elements, like we all have the ability to hurt somebody or be hurt by someone it's harder to get at us when we're running and doing life together. Yeah. So if a pack of gazelles go, I mean, the moment one steers off, boom, that's the one that's gone, right? There's a strength in numbers. Yes, there is. And that's when we we naturally want to lean out. But that's when I would encourage a listener, if you're struggling with this, this question or topic within the question, lean in, not to this conversation, but lean into your own messy, quote unquote, or your own stuff. And when we lean into our own stuff, we begin to realize like there's healing, there's redemption, there's hope again. You know, you have the ability to dream again and not be suffocated by the isolation or suffocated by, you know, just that feeling. Well, and on the pastor and and ministry side or the, the local church side to just share one thought. I mean, we have some limitations of our own. Mm-hmm. And talk about some of the, mm-hmm. the knowing our limits and limitations, because we have a heart to serve and minister and help. Yeah. And yet we, there are some limitations. Talk about that. Well, I think anybody who's listening, like the pastoral pastors have limits. And and here's what I want to just kick out, kick it off with right here is we are people too. We have our own stuff. We got our own issues. We have our own dilemmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are people just like you. We've just said mm-hmm. yes to God in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, just so just kind of lower the bar of elevation that you may have placed your personal pastor on, even. Mm-hmm. But me teach uh teaching and preaching, um, pastors. We go to school to learn how to teach, to learn how to preach, to learn how to exegete the word of God. That means to unpack scripture properly um, for the people, for the day and age, for the audience that it's written for. Uh, We're also designed to help help with spiritual growth, like the spiritual growth and maturity of you as a young adult or a a church goer. That is one of the roles a pastor has is to make sure that people are spiritually growing or that we create opportunities for individuals to do that. Yeah. The the third thing I think is uh, equipping the saints, helping you discover your spiritual gifts, your talents, your abilities. Um, your own limitations, essentially, and how you are wired and how you were designed to serve the body of Christ and how you can activate those gifts and those skill sets within the church walls and beyond. So it's helping you understand how and why you're created and why you naturally gravitate towards hospitality or prayer or whatever that is. And that comes from Ephesians 4, just learning how to equip the saints for the work, you know, of the cross and what we're supposed to do in this day and age. And, And I would say that it's also our job potentially to disciple. Disciple is like coming alongside people in life and teaching them them just daily disciplines. And that's teaching them, maybe it's how to get groceries, how to drive, how to call a bus in China, whatever it is. it's, It's those everyday things of discipleship can also be reading the word of God. How do we read? How do we pray? How do we uh, share life do together. life yeah. one-on-one or yep. in a group with your 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 roommates or whatever or your pastor should come alongside some of those eventful things in life mm-hmm. but the one thing i want to camp on is what we are not 
Pastors are not, and I'm not saying every pastor, I'd say probably 95% of pastors are not whatever educated or have gone to school for this. You may have an exception because mm-hmm. of dual roles and education and stuff right. of choice. Yeah. But I would say that's my number, not any statistic. So I'd say 90 plus percent are not, uh, we're not personal, personal physicians. We are not doctors. Yeah. We're not physicians. Or we're not psychiatrists. Yeah. We're not psychologists. Yeah. We're not clinical counselors, but we can rally around prayer. We yep. can rally around getting you connected to where you need to go, okay. opening up doors of conversation that need to be had. So just kind of want to uh, just put that right there, that we as pastors have limits. And I just want you to know that those are limits that pastors have, but that doesn't mean the expectations that are placed on us are like, those are real things. So expectations might be, but well, you can help me with my mental health. Right. That's not our job. I mean, we're not, we're not trained to do that to the degree that you might need. Right. Mm -hmm. So talking through some things and recognizing, like, I think I'm depressed. Okay. Let's get you connected um, to somebody and let's see what God can do. I'm definitely going to be behind the scenes praying for you. I'm here for you, but I can't walk and coach you through things or pastors generally or not. Even when you do look on the medical side, what's really encouraging is doctors of all faith backgrounds or no faith backgrounds will admit that there is benefit to prayer, scripture, meditating on God's word, things like that Mm -hmm. show an uptick in peace and tend to help comfort Mm -hmm. Yep. mental health challenges and and medical challenges of all kinds. Like yep. there, many doctors are willing to admit in the power of miracles that are unexplainable by science. And, and that's slowing your body down, essentially yeah. anything, even if it's not a Christian belief or mm-hmm. practice, like right. slowing down reflection. Yeah. Yep. To experience more peace and yeah, you know, so but, I mean, I, we will come alongside young adults many times in our faith community and mm-hmm. just say like, Hey, we are trained as experts in prayer, scripture, and not that we're even experts, but if we're experts in anything, it's prayer, scripture, God's word, community, helping you connect to God and, and friends and yeah. mentors and church. And we can help you serve and find purpose yep. and meaning and come alongside you. And again, these are all things like friendships. There's going to be benefit mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally. Yeah. But I think that a couple of the thoughts is we're not clinical counselors. Right. And I think it's, it's good to know that. So if you are looking for a therapist or a counselor, I would suggest going to your friends or your pastor and asking for a referral, even better yet is finding somebody who's struggled with the specific challenge that you're mm-hmm. facing, who's experienced breakthrough healing or help or health Good. And asking them for a referral, who helped you? Mm-hmm. How can, and, and I would even just say a couple of thoughts. Maybe your pastor or church or, or a small group could recommend a Christian counselor or therapist, but why a Christian counselor or therapist? Any thoughts, babe? Well, I think as a believer, you probably want somebody who has a moral compass similar to yours in the sense of daily life, daily decisions, um, uh, maybe however that approach needs to look, it could be an organic approach to your healing process or journey. It could be helping you identify some roots in your past, um, family tree decisions, guilt, shame, all those things. So I would just say, I would encourage if you're a Christian to find a Christian counselor. Mm-hmm. And if that's, if that 
puts fear in you, I would ask, why are you fearful of talking to another Christian about your issues or problems? Because their job is to help you identify things and take helpful steps forward to become whole, pure, righteous, you know, in those elements and discover that their job is not to condemn you. Their not job is not to point out scripture and be like, the word of God says this shame on you. No, we know that God and Jesus would say shame off you. Mm-hmm. So it's their job to help pinpoint some of the triggers or some of those things to help you kind of hop over those hurdles versus keep running into them day after day, year after year, thought after thought. So that's what I would encourage. And I'll say this even more so. Um, do you know that pastors go see people like yes. this too every day? Yes. Every day, pastors are going. Pastors, leaders, individuals who are in roles of any form of leadership. And I would say it's healthy. Even if you feel like you're the healthiest version of yourself, it is critical and crucial for you to probably seek out help along the way regularly to prevent a, a breakdown yep. later on. And here's what I'll, I'll correlate this with. So when I was going to uh, college, I wanted to be a personal trainer. I want to be in the gym. I want to see people succeed, reach their goals, lift weights, lose weight, gain muscle, lose fat, whatever that was, their specific goal. That was personal training. Athletic training is you're on the field with the football players. You are like their, you're like the doctor on the field, essentially, the little ATs, I call them athletic yeah, trainer. Yeah. You run out. So Kirk Cousins hurts his ankle. You would be that team that runs out there, tapes him up, brings it back, looks at it, whatever. But here's the thing. I realized when I was job shadowing an athletic trainer, I did not want to be the first responder on the team on the sideline to run into the game mm-hmm. to help an injury. My dream and desire was to be a personal trainer, helping them in the gym preventing injury, getting stronger, regaining strength if they needed to. And I would say that why does that parallel with this conversation is because I want to be a person like in my spiritual walk or in my personal journey of ministry to be a on the personal training side, preventing things from happening versus having a major injury somewhere down the road in life like the athletic trainer. Like I want to take the preventative measures Good. and be that, but that form. So I don't know if that helps that helped my thinking of really realizing like, wow, I want to help and maintain and prevent something from happening, which is, you know, having those people in my life checking in whatever yep. versus having this major blowout down the road and realizing like, wow, this is, I need my, this is like a routine checkup. Like I need to be, you know, taking yeah. mental notes and, where's my stress level and where's our, my leadership and how's my spiritual growth and all those other things. So my question today is why is it that if I broke, say my foot, mm. why is it that if I broke my foot, nobody would blink twice. If I went to a doctor, if I had an MRI, mm-hmm. if I wore a boot or a cast, if I was on crutches mm-hmm. and I got help medically in that regard, but why is it that people feel like there's a stigma. Everyone kind of understands, oh, you broke a bone. And then one of the parts of us that's less visible is our mind. Mm-hmm. And every people could be walking without crutches, yet having an incredible limp in their life, metaphorically, mm-hmm. of the challenge or the hurts or the hurdles or the hangups that they've been carrying. Yeah. 
Um, and the depths of despair are a little bit like, sometimes you can read it through body language, but sometimes people, we, right. Sometimes people are going through a struggle that you would know not about. And they put on a smile. Mm -hmm. So mental health is one of the things that's a little bit difficult. And that's what I'd say, and just encourage you to run towards the roar be honest, mm -hmm. vocalize the struggle, embrace whatever challenge that mm -hmm. you're going through and, and share with your small group, with your godly community, talk openly about the challenges that you're dealing with. And I've learned this in my own life growing up in the Midwest. It's been a little bit harder to um, share sometimes, but I would rather share with a group of trusted individuals mm -hmm. than suffer silently alone. Oh, for sure. And yet there is this stigma sometimes about mental health or going to counseling or therapy. And my only mm -hmm. thing is like, why would we, first of all, it's yes. Is there room for meeting with a pastor or a deacon or smoker? Absolutely. Is there room for going to therapy or counseling? hundred mm -hmm. percent. I would recommend because my faith is such a key component of my life mm -hmm. and my spiritual well-being, and, and it's connected to our emotions and our mind and even our bodies and our souls. I would just say, if I'm letting someone in on that level mm -hmm. of the conversation of my life, I'm mm -hmm. um, in my mental health and well-being. I would want them to be a Christian counselor or therapist right. because some of the practices like they're going to understand my faith. They're going to understand prayer. Mm -hmm. It's it's going to be tied in. Whereas somebody outside of the faith in Jesus is maybe not going to be as respectful about that. And even some of their practices might not incorporate prayer or might incorporate some things that I don't align with theologically or mm -hmm. wh whatever it is. And so the third thing is there is a uh, ministry called Elijah house prayer ministry. Mm -hmm. You've gone through the training. Mm -hmm. I've been through the ministry as well. Mm -hmm. And I've found tremendous benefit in that, mm -hmm. um, in many different seasons of life. It was right. something that our church offered a church near you might offer it. If you right. wanted to Google it, Elijah house prayer ministry, but I'll even just say, that um, I remember the first time I ever preached a sermon to young adults. I think it was 2012 or 2013, 2012. And I had my message and I felt the Holy Spirit encourage me to share my testimony and a specific part of my testimony, which was having um, tension headaches, mm -hmm. internal, uh, a mental health challenge of my own and how I was healed. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of young adults in our community found freedom from me just being willing to be open about a, a mm -hmm. struggle that I've faced. Mm -hmm. Going back to your point of we are humans, right? We are people with challenges of our own. And more specifically, I had talked about, um, it mm -hmm. happened that God had me in a, I was healed in a chiropractor's office after an adjustment. And if you look at from then on in our young adult ministry in that local church, there was almost always chiropractic students that got plugged in. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it was I had shared my testimony that first night and they, they felt welcome or they, 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 they felt, you know, seen, and, they felt yeah. seen and and heard, but, but I've, I've also went to a past or a, a counselor, mm -hmm. a therapist who specializes in treating a lot of pastors mm -hmm. and praying with a lot of pastors. And, um, a number of times in ministry, I've gone to this therapist and I found tremendous comfort and healing in, if nothing else, a safe place to process the mm -hmm. challenges and the pressures and the stresses that even have come from ministry. Right. And that's where 
he was a Christ follower. He had a background in, in pastoral ministry and went on to get mm-hmm. his um, education and counseling and help people. But mm-hmm. I, I just want to share that for us, with us, what you see is what you get. And there's there's challenges that we faced and there is no judgment or stigma in mm-hmm. going to therapy and going to counseling. In fact, we are going to be in the works, Lord willing, um, having an entire series on the FYI podcast, mm-hmm. um, diving deeper into some of these concepts of mental health. We'll be bringing on pastor, a therapist. Mm-hmm. And, and why are we passionate about that? Well, I think it's just part of our, it's part of our holistic being. I mean, we're, we're spiritual, we're emotional, we are physical beings and we're mental, we're mental beings as well. And I think when one of those is out of balance or supercharged or undercharged, meaning like it could be a hormone level, it could be a chemical imbalance in your body. It could be your adrenal glands being fatigued. It could be a past trauma that you've experienced. So with delayed stress, with delayed stress for sure. And, uh, and I've, I've been to a holistic doctor and she was asking me like, questions like Micah, have you had like in the form of like physical trauma? Mm -hmm. It's like, Micah, have you had your wisdom teeth out? Have you had your tonsils out? Have you had COVID? She's like, these are all forms of your body experiencing a foreign thing in your body, which causes trauma. Like your body's responding. So I'm like going back in my medical history. I was like, okay, yeah, I have had this and this and that. And in wisdom teeth, who knew that that was traumatic? Well, duh, it's a surgery. But I mean, even in those instances, if things aren't cleaned properly, they yep. can cause problems For sure. in different ways For sure. and things that you don't necessarily connect the dots initially. But when our mental state or our physical state or emotional or relational, whatever one of those components is out of whack or out of limbo and just kind of swirling or downward spiraling. I think we, our dream and our desire for ourselves and anybody, um, believer or non-believer is to be a full whole being first and foremost in Jesus Christ, but experience the, the health side and our bodies are a temple that we don't have to steward. We get to steward for God's glory. And sometimes we can't answer the questions of why aren't people healed. Josiah was healed. That's incredible. For three years, he struggled, wrestled and had a hard time. Uh, but he was healed and he was going to a Christian chiropractor and he would get prayed over and for like in the background, like the backstory of it is this become a fan has, was a family friend. So, I mean, there's so many fun things that can come out of us willing to run towards a roar, willing to lean into whatever it is versus lean out and to experience breakthrough. We need to recognize that we're all broken people. Right. Wow. And that's on so many different levels. Not just when I say mental, it's not just mental, mentally, um, but we're in need of a savior and he offers freedom. He offers hope. He offers rest and revitalization. And this is just one step, hopefully for you to become closer to the heart of Christ, but also closer to the best version and the healthiest version of yourself, no matter what has happened in the past or no matter what you're currently in or up against. So that's one of our passions. Um, because it's part of Josiah's story. And if it's important to him, it's important to me. And I know that I'm on my own health journey with some stuff. And it's like, wow, Lord, let's get this thing moving and grooving. Because if we don't take care of our bodies, we can't, how do we spread the gospel? How do we love people? How do we be physically available to hang out with my children and run after them and think about your future? I think that's the biggest thing is 
begin with the end in mind every day, begin with the end in mind, Lord, what am I going to do for you? How do I need to become healthy? Where am I lacking in wholeness? And who, what do I need to say yes to? What do I need to say no to? So hopefully the, the, the help that you're seeking out will help direct you in the right direction and with the right path. Um, yeah. I just want to encourage you if Elijah house prayer ministry is available to you, they're not trained psychiatrists or psychologists, you call them but prayer ministry. Yep. Yeah, but it's a prayer ministry, um, opportunity that you might have in your church where they say, for example, that one of the questions was, what do I anger, stress, anxiety? So there's a fruit to root kind of mentality that they go after. If there's anger, that's willing to be dealt with in your life. They want to get to the root of it. So they'll ask, do you remember the first time you felt angry or when was the first time you were exposed to an angry person? Mm -hmm. And it could be, wow, I remember being two years old and my dad screaming at the top of his lungs at me and he was so angry about X, Y, and Z. That's a form of trauma, you know, to your, mm -hmm. go back to your two-year-old self and revisit that first exposure to anger. So they help work and process through some very deep spiritual side of things with wounds that maybe a non-believing you know, physician would not be able to comprehend, understand, or adequately correlate, help you walk through that. So if you're struggling, if you're wrestling, know that God is for you. Yep. He's not against you. We are for you as well. We're praying for you. We pray for the breakthrough miracle power that you have people, you have pastors, you have a family of believers that love you, that are praying behind the scenes and Yes, we're so excited that you're willing to take this next step of health and whatever that looks like for you. Don't be scared. Lean in, run towards the roar. This is the FYI podcast.